Monday. I got my man Nick and Gallon here on the Winner's Paradigm. There's some people you meet in a podcast and you guys immediately hit it off. Nick's an A player. Dude kills it in life and business. He's been through so much in his life. So we're going to be able to learn some success tools here you know, on how to be able to uh, really build through adversity. You're going to want to stick around. I've got my story. You got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then look the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen, I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left, the winner's paradigm. The winner's paradigm. The winner's paradigm. Yo, thank you for tuning in. So first thing, go to thewinnersparadigm.com and subscribe. That's the way you're going to be able to keep up with the Winner's Paradigm. You're going to hear about Alpha Influence Media if you're trying to strategically build momentum to increase your influence so you can maximize that impact. Alpha Influence Media is for you. We run strategic ad campaigns. We get you on the right shows that resonate with your message. We get you guests that resonate with you. And pretty soon here, we're going to be doing real so you can kill it with your social media marketing game. Now, after that, you're going to leave that five-star rating and review, be able to get people coming back to this podcast to see how kick-ass it is, let a friend know so we can be able to keep this thing going. And thank you to our sponsor, MyFitLife. If you go to MyFitLife.net, type in TWP20, you get 20% off all products, MyFitLife. So you're going to want to check that out if you have some CBD needs that are going to be able to help you. As always, you know, the Move It Sports Gel is killer for me because it allows me to push through those workouts even when I am having those really bad joint pain as I often get every single day. So it's one of the things that allows me to zone in um, as well as being the best that I can be and being able to heal my body. So you're going to want to check out my Fit Life TWP20 for 20% off. My man, Nick, it's an honor to have you on the Winner's Paradigm, brother. I know before I was on your podcast and we had a jam-ass, you know, kick-ass conversation where we're unpacking a lot in there. And I really like love you as a person because you're a great overall dude. But I'd say what I love is like we're both passionate about the same thing. And even our podcasts align to it to where mm-hmm. it's like we're really digging in, figuring out why people win, figuring out why didn't they win and saying, hey, you know, how could we do it? So in this case, brother, would you mind giving us a brief introduction of who you are, what you're doing today and why you're so passionate? passionate about it, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show and for just being awesome, man. When you and I first connected, I knew you were one of those people that like when you genuinely ask, hey, how are you? It's not like a formality. You actually give a shit. And to the point where you may give a shit a little too much, where you'd be like, I'm going to pull back a little bit. But dude, I appreciate what you're doing. And I, I appreciate seeing what you're doing and growing through. So thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I'm Nick McGowan. I host the Mindset and Self Mastery Show uh, podcast, and uh, I do a lot of things. So I know we're going to get into a lot of stuff, but which direction would you like to go? Uh, So first, what got you to where you're at? And then two, we'll talk about your podcast, the marketing aspects you have behind it as well, and then kind of what you do for your day job as well. So basically, just go is what I hear. Exactly. Um, (laughs) So... There's a lot to my story. There's a lot that I kind of go through, but I want to hover around the show and the reason for the show. So the whole point of the show is because I've gone through a lot of stuff mental health wise, um, potential suicides, 
and overdosed on heroin, divorce, business loss, just different things throughout the course of life that have led me to the point where I now have a platform that I'm able to bring people on like you to be able to talk about the tough shit that we go through. So it's funny because I often say to people, like there are some podcasts where they're like, all right, look, you're in a really bad spot. Now you're in a really great spot. So tell us about your success. And I'm like, that's cool, but fuck your success. I want to know about the shit in the middle when things were crazy and you had no idea how to get out of the situation. You thought suicide was the only way, but you didn't know how to talk about it or who to talk to. And I, I think in, in some ways we need to talk about that more often because a lot of people aren't. Now there's kind of a big thing that's happening mental health wise. You see it all through social media. At least maybe I do because you know I'm in it. So I'm part of that algorithm as well. Uh, but I think there's a big push where COVID in a sense, that whole thing that happened, the silver lining in some ways allowed us to actually think about what's going on and being stuck within four walls and having to think through what do I wanna do and what's actually happening. So there were a couple of times in my life specifically where I've actually had to do that. I've had to actually just lock myself in a space and go through the shit that I you know, really hadn't gone through. So processing through the trauma, if you really think for the most part, all of our problems stem from childhood trauma, something happened as a kid and it could be something as trivial as somebody said something stupid to you in third grade. But it was this right time, this right day, the stars aligned for you to just be hurt by it. And 30 years later, it still hurts you because you continue to put kind of a sod over top of these things. I think I like sediment layers in a sense. 100%. And going through that, like, you know, from being on the show, we go through those sediment layers. And I, I think that's a, a big thing. So I've had to actually work through that over the course of time. And a couple of years ago, shit. Uh, where do I start? Like, this is the sort of thing. Um, I had a company with my ex-in-laws, a uh, social media and digital marketing company. Like we specifically worked with the small businesses. It was like all for the small guy, you know, uh, a small guy typically doesn't have lots of money and we had to be mindful of that and how we did things. But that, uh, that along with some influences within the company that I think had some mental health problems to them, uh, just really, really kind of drove me in a spot where I thought like I couldn't get out of a situation that I'd built myself into. And I, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that, but I'm sure a lot of people don't really talk about it. You know, like you get into a spot, especially as an entrepreneur, where you build a company and you go, fuck, now what? And how do I continue to grow this thing? Um, and we got to a point where I literally thought, uh, I'm afraid for us all to die. We had, I don't know, 40, 50 people that were part of the company. A lot of them was an outsourced team, but these were all families and they had all families and people that trusted them. So to be able to kind of keep thinking, uh, we're all going to die. This is all going to, we're all going to go down. At one point I thought I've got 40 foot walls around me and I can't see any way out of it. So I might as well just jump out of my condo. And that was a moment that happened six, seven years ago, maybe a little longer but about 10 years before that, and even 10 years before that as, as a child and in high school, I've had these thoughts where I just want to get out. And I realized that that was a problem. But then I also realized that it's not just my fucking problem. A lot of people have these 
problems in a sense. I'm going to stop saying that because it's not really you know problem, but it's it's more or less things to be able to work through. Now, I'm sure, have you experienced some of that as well, where like, as you open up and talk about things, you go, oh, fuck, maybe I'm not as unique as I thought, you know, because you've gone through something like that, too. Bro, we actually talked about that on your podcast. So if anybody wants to know um, me and my fucking 12 minute intro, that was actually the last time I did that, to be honest. <laughs> that was one of those where, where I recorded on accident while we we're on. And then I was just because Siri went off. And then from there, I was like, I got to dial this in more. But yeah, man, I 100% agree. I really love the vulnerability standpoint of why you said that. And I think that's why I want to have these two episodes, you know, where we can specifically talk digital marketing on the other podcasts. But on this one, we're going to focus on the real shit because that's yeah. what molds us into who we are. And in my case, bro, I've been there. Like, like I yeah. fucking post this shit all the time on Facebook. And I'm like, bro, at one point in time, I didn't want to fucking live anymore. Like, I'm going to be 25 yeah. next year. I didn't really think I would get there. You know, and people will be like, how old do you think you're going to be? And I'm talking now about how I envision myself dying. I'm like, bro, I thought I was going to get shot at like 42. Like I didn't plan yeah. to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't plan for these things. Cause I just always thought that way. It's like, nah, you know, I see everybody do it. I'm like, I don't want to fucking live that long. Or I got all these health issues now. Why do I want to live that way? And then mm. you're mentioning, and you're saying like, um, when you do open up and you're talking to people in that I grew up a narcissist, you know what I mean? So anything I fucking yeah. said, you're wrong. You know, my stepdad, um, for me, I was like trying to express myself and learn in like seventh yeah. grade, for instance, you know, um, it was pretty rough for me, but I got NWA CD. Everybody fucking loved me for it. So I had an NWA CD, a Nirvana CD. I'm trading them to people, burning CDs. Cause that was back then, yeah. you know, and, and that was how I made friends. You know, my stepdad was like, you can't be listening to that shit fucking N words and this and that, you know what I mean? So it was like one of those things. And in my head, I'm questioning everything. And I'm like, bro, you listen to ICP. So how the hell are you going to tell oh me God. about what I'm listening to? If you're listening to that bullshit. So it was one of those things for me and yeah. having the narcissism and like my dad, you speak the shit out of me. And then this motherfucker would say shit like, um, I'm not the one who hit you. That's your mom. You got shit confused. And then when my wife posts something about domestic violence on, on Facebook one day, he fucking calls me, Hey motherfucker, I heard you're beating your wife. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, do you know who you're talking to? And it was one of those things. I'm like, hey, I understand your concern in that, but coming from you, it shouldn't be coming. And two, you know, um, ask questions before. Yeah. Maybe learn who the fuck I am and take the time to, to know somebody, then know that. If you know me, you fucking know I hate when people lay fingers on children or women. I flip the fuck out. And it's one of those things, especially like we're drinking, don't say that shit because I will fucking go up to somebody. And it's one of those, it's like, that's just how I'm wired because when I grew mm -hmm. up, I seen that shit. I had to be through it. I had to almost fist fight my dad and we had my stepmom pinned up against a wall. So it's like all these things are why I turned that way. And you mentioned marriage, bro. All that shit came out when I got married and mm -hmm. it was those things. And it was me hating mediocrity and me shutting off when I have conversations with people where they're like, why did you start a business? And I'm like, well, fuck off. I don't want to talk to you. And, and they're like, well, why are you like this way? You don't fucking like nobody. And I'm like, Bro, it's not that I don't like nobody. It's I focus all my energy on everything I'm doing. And my whole life, I had people shit on me and tell me I can't do it and that I wasn't good enough and that I'm never going to be there. And teachers that would say both things, you know, and I'm like, but in my case, it's like, I don't really give a fuck. I'm just stuck to what I am because in my head, it was like, no one understands me. I'm the introvert. I'm not good with girls. But when I didn't try, shit came to me, you know? So it was mm -hmm. one of those things where it's like, I just stopped giving a fuck. And then, it attracted more people to me, surprisingly. Yeah. Have you read that book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck? Exactly. By yes. Mark Manson? Man. So are, I read the... that later yeah. on, and, and that's where I was just like, bro, this shit's clicking. <laughs> yeah. One of the best books I think I've ever read, because it's so fucking real. 
It's like, yeah, like you got to figure out what the fuck you care about and then just care about that. But the other thing, stop fucking caring about those. And it, it's funny when you can kind of um, learn to parent yourself and also be hyper aware of the shit that comes up where you go, oh, this is complete bullshit. Even self-talk that comes up like, oh, you're an idiot because this happened. Like, oh, well, whatever. You fucking forgot the attachment and email. Okay. Moving <laughs> along. Like, who the fuck cares? But you think when that stuff happens, there's some people that lose their fucking minds because it's like almost the straw that broke the camel's back in a sense. So even with your dad, and I think we got into some of this on, on uh, your episode on my show, yes, sir. he's, he's hurt and he's continuing to hurt other people because he's not fixing the problems. It's like, uh, I think a lot of us, and I do the same fucking thing where I work on this actively every day. Don't fix the symptom. Just go find out what the fucking problem is and start to do the work on that. We just actively work on the bullshit and then go, well, aren't things changing? Because you're not looking at the right fucking thing. But I, I do think that ties into fear. And I'm not trying to preach when it comes to this, but no, you're, you know, you're right. But yeah, the it all kind of gets back to that fear, which typically again stems from something that happened when you were a kid and not fucking getting deep enough to be able to work through it. So I find it hyper interesting where we can get into these deep conversations. And you and I both know, like for the people that are the audience, like we love you guys and gals, but really we get a lot out of this, even just having these conversations. Cause there are certain times like we'll turn off, like it's done recording and be like, all right, cool. And the next thing you know, we're looking up 45 minutes later. Like think about the guests that you've had on where you're like, oh shit. Cause the amount of us. incredible <laughs> knowledge. Yeah, exactly. And being able to have great conversation about it. So I, I, I want to, I guess where I'm going with that is being open, being honest, honest and vulnerable. Uh, but we also have this platform to be able to do it. So I often think from the perspective of the listener, the audience, and sometimes from the fucking asshole that's listening, because I know that I'm that person at times where, you know, we may be talking about something and you might be thinking like, oh yeah, fuck you guys. I've tried that. Okay, but have you actually committed to it? Have you actually worked the the thing to do it? Or is it one of those things where you're like, yeah, I bought the book. That's cool. How the fuck was it? What did you get out of it? You know, instead of just taking those things and putting them to the side. Um, and I, I, I want to get a little into this topic. Do you do deep work on a, a kind of a regular basis where you have specific times to be able to go through it, like a morning routine, an evening routine, something like that? Every day. Um, and Good one shit. of those things, I'm getting to the point where I can do it as routine style, either in the morning or at night. The reason mm -hmm. why I haven't yet is because, again, you know, I deal with a lot of problems with my body. Um, so I just listen to my body, you know, and if I wake up and I'm aching and I feel like complete jack shit, then I probably won't get up at three o'clock in the morning to go hit the gym. So I may, you know, at six o'clock, start putting CBD on and get up with the baby. And then when it hits nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, I'm hitting the gym, you know? So it's one of those mm -hmm. things where I aid myself, but I make sure every single night before I go to bed, you know, I'm clearing the thoughts. Um, yeah. Why? I don't want to go to sleep angry and let that shit linger into the next day. I don't really want to do it. I want to process this shit. Or in my case now, like waking up at three o'clock in the morning, it fucking sucks. You know what I mean? I go to <laughs> sleep. Some last night was like late night. You know, I didn't fall asleep till midnight, woke up at three, still got up, you know, luckily two 15 minutes, 25 That's minutes a nap. naps today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was one of those deals for me, but it was like, I have mm -hmm. to do it. And I was happy to fucking get up in the morning. Luckily, 
you know, my body felt like shit, but made it through a workout. Um, and it was one of those for me where it's like, I have to do this, you know? So I meditated this morning and I was just really like, Hey, what is it? You know? And, and that's why yeah. I say like, when you asked me on your show, like, Hey, what is it? If you're looking for something specifically to get started, I'm like, bro, core values. Like I make this shit a priority. It's my non-negotiable. You know, I have mm-hmm. two things I don't like in there. And it's like finding the way to meditate at least one time a day in journaling, because I know sometimes I'm dog shit tired and I don't want to do it. And then two, mm-hmm. I got to be able to do abs because I'm that one that's like, Oh, I'll do that shit when I get home and I don't do it. You know? So for me, it's like committing to those difficult things, allow me to start opening up. But at the same time, I need to be accountable because at this, at like how we're talking right now, for instance, I opened up on some yeah. shit. I'm creating enemies on that. I got people who are running to the people I'm talking about and they're like, Hey, he's fucking saying these things or that, but they won't pick up the cell phone and give me a phone call and be like, Hey, how does this shit really go? And I'm like, mm. so you'd rather go to someone who hasn't showed you any fucking results than go to someone who's worked on themselves, educated themselves, puts themselves in the right room, actually reads yeah. books and, and obtains one thing that's going to help them. So I love that you asked that question, brother. Yeah, I think it's such an important thing. And sometimes it's such a simple game where if you just get into a rhythm of doing that, like I used to say to people, shit, even my ex-wife, I'm like, man, I don't want to journal just because my handwriting is atrocious because I don't give a shit about writing. Like I'd rather talk. So I, I use my phone a lot to be able to dictate things like notes and email, shit like that. But the art of actually writing, especially journaling wise, I found it to be therapeutic, but such a pain in the ass at first. So it's funny when people are like, I don't want to like, yo, I get it straight up, get it. But that's why I say, I think it's more of a game where if you put the building blocks in place or almost like the bumpers, like think of like a bowling alley, like the bumpers within the bowling alley, where if you put those up, you, you're going to bump against them, but you'll still come back in and finish out the thing. Like you're just going to continue onward. So I have a routine in the morning and a routine at night, but I've actually started using an app maybe two months ago that I just set the timer for it. And it fires through these things like two minutes to do this, five minutes to do this, 15 minutes for that, et cetera, et cetera. But there's still moments where I choose not to do it. Like, let's say it's late at night, watch the game or watch the fucking movie. And I look up and I'm like, oh, it's like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm dead ass tired. I don't really want to go through any of those things, but choosing that is, is kind of powerful. But then when you get to go, all right, cool, I'm going to do this. I'm going to shut down and just kind of work through it. I find it to be like, uh, I don't know, being proactively lazy where I, I know I, I'm going to deal with it then, but you just tell me when I need to do the next fucking thing. Cause I want to go to bed or you just tell me when I need to do the next thing. Cause I just woke up, you know what I mean? Um, and I found that to be super helpful. hundred percent agree with you. And that was me last night where it was like me and the wife are doing stuff. She cooks dinner and we're cleaning. And then we just got another fucking dog. So we got four of them now. So I'm taking this little Adobe out that we just got outside. And then I really needed time to just decompress. And and we're actually going to move the baby downstairs to upstairs. And then I come back in, my wife's like, oh, we're not going to do that right now. So I was like, all right, cool. So I went back outside, you know, and I just like finished the post I was writing. And for me, I journal different ways. Um, I have my physical journal and then I have it in my phone and app. And then I also have it in my note. So that's kind of how I'm able to get my thoughts on paper and then create the post for the day and really get that captivating content um, is I work to do it. So for me, it was like being able to just sit outside 
and then just fucking let it out, you know, and in my case, like I've been doing a lot of inner work, but more importantly, figuring out, you know, what is a man? How do you correlate that? In my case, it's like, well, a man is supposed to be this or we're taught this and we're actually over here, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. how do we get to the middle? Or in my case, learning about warriors and it's like all aspect of it. And it's like, essentially that's what we are as men because throughout time we were warriors. And then we get to a place now where it's like, yeah, you may not have that. You may not act as warrior-like as you want to be, but you still can be, you know? So in my case, it's mm-hmm. like living that shit, doing it, pushing myself. Yeah. I'm not going to be telling you about getting in the gym and being healthy if I'm fucking being fat and not doing it, you know? So <laughs> yeah. it's it's one of those, like, I'm going to offend fucking people, but I'm telling you how I'm going to live and set the example versus just come out here. And I'm like, oh yeah, so today me and Nick are going to be talking. And then you're just like, this dude's full of shit versus me showing you. And I'm like, bro, when you say like your fucking body hurts, like my joints are aching every fucking day. I throw up, I get migraines, I have to take naps. Like when you're telling me you're putting the work in and it sucks, I'm there. You know, when you're telling me that everybody's telling your business isn't going to work and you're not making any money right now, but you're putting shit on credit cards and you're figuring it out. And in my case, like I'm going through that, you know, I got in the room with the right people. I pay to be in the room with the right people. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, cause I know where I'm going to end up. And when it clicks and it happens, it's fucking there, you know? But I was like, it's part of the process. And I know how it feels when you're trying to put everything together and you're like, bro, I'm really putting this there. And you have these external factors that like, they're trying to give you this negativity, but not necessarily bad. It's just like, Hey man, it might not work. And you're like, don't fucking tell me that, you know? So like, I've been saying that lately, like, Hey, you stay over there with that shit. Don't fucking come near mm-hmm. me with that because I don't want to hear it because I'm one of those, you know, like I'm all about energy and I'm going to be helping you the best I can, but you're never going to hear me be like, bro, you can't do this. Are you sure you really want to do that? It's going to be hard. Like if it's going to be hard, fucking do it. You know what I mean? I grew up, mm-hmm. my mom didn't want to do shit because it was hard. And in looking back at it now, it's like, well, it explains where she's at in life and she wants to run her mouth on me and whatever. I'm like, bro, you, you can't, you know, I'm like, you got no results to back that shit up. And I'm not talking shit to talk shit. I'm talking shit from a financial standpoint because I'm there. I've been there. I've helped her out. And it's one of those where it's like, she wants to attack me and like, oh, this, no one wants to help. Like you can't play victim, bro. There's a time in life where you got to make shit happen for yourself. And I know for me, like watching it as a kid and then watching my siblings do it, like my kids are never going to go through that shit because Mm -hmm. I will fucking die before I give up, you know? And it's just those certain mindset things that are going to help us in life. So in your case, brother, when you're going through it and you're talking about those things, you're going through the divorce, you know, you're at your lowest, you're trying to build up that resilience. Um, you're really working on your mindset and saying, Hey, who am I? What am I doing? Like, how do I get this together? What were some of the actionable steps that you started doing? I know you mentioned, um, having the meditation plan journaling, what else did you do that was allowing you to be able to tap into some of that inner work, peel back those layers and be like, yo, I need to heal or live through this shit to get through it. Well, I, I think it's interesting because when you tell somebody you got a divorce, they think that's the start date to the rest of your life or the next chapter. But that's not always the case. At least it wasn't in my case. I'm sure there are some people where they come home and they're like, oh, we're, it's over. All right, fuck. All right. Tomorrow is a brand new day. But that didn't happen like that for for me and my ex-wife. Um, in fact, it was interesting because in 2019, maybe like November, December of 2019, I was going to therapy and I was working through a lot of stuff. Uh, and I had been for a couple of years at that point. But right at that moment, I was like, oh, this is it. We're going to go get a divorce. Like, I'm going to drive home and say, hey, we should probably end this fucking thing, you know, in a little bit more eloquent way. 
Um, but I, I was like, this is what's going to happen. And as I was driving home, I had maybe a 40 minute drive. It, it just hit me deep inside, deep inside. Like I, I consider it to be God. Uh, people call it energy, whatever they want, but I just felt it through and through. Just love her. Just love her through it. Like, think about it. Best case scenario, you are in deeper love at that point. Worst case scenario, you loved through it. I was like, yeah, that makes total fucking sense. Like, all right, cool. So went home, um, didn't say like, hey, we should end this thing, but I'm going to love you through it. <laughs> Just like, let's let's see what happens and kind of work through it. And a couple months later, COVID hit. And she and I and our two dogs are in a condo in downtown St. Pete, Florida. I'm like, hey, kind of looking at each other and having to talk about things and working through stuff. Now, I was already going through my process from a couple of years before that, where I know I might jump around a little bit, but she and I lived in Portland, Oregon for a, a little over a year. And it was a great time living in the city and being there. And she and I enjoyed wandering through the city, but it wasn't until later, like when we moved to Florida and uh, honestly, basically 2020, when I told her, okay, most of that time I was pretty suicidal because of how we grew the business, grew it so, so large that I didn't know how to get out of it because I was working in it and like all the craziness. Um, but I was working through that when we got to Florida. Within three months of getting to Florida, I dissolved my partnership within the company and took a sabbatical. I was like, I need to just fucking stop. Because if I kept going and tried to figure something out, it would have driven me. I think it would have driven me to suicide. Didn't want to do it. So I chose to pivot. It's like, I'm pulling back. I'm out. Which is a weird thing to be able to go. Uh, so I know she's your daughter, but we're going to not be here anymore. We're going to go do other things. Um, but I took a month or so to maybe a couple of weeks to just like screw around and then get into a motion of just not being in the daily grind. And then I spent some time actually figuring out what the fuck is going on and becoming aware. Like I know awareness and I knew back then that awareness is the key to anything else, because once you're aware, then you can actually do something like how, how stupid that sounds where you're like, Hey, there's a car coming. If you know, you'll move. If not, yes, it's getting hit. Like that's, that's all it's going to be. So I sat down to think through what am I aware of? What's happening? What the fuck just happened? And what had been happening for years at that point? And that continued to lead me back further and further and further and further and further as kind of as far as I could go. And I can remember some shit when I was like a little, little kid. Um, some things that are sketch because I worked back to those and others that were like playful things. But I remember being a tiny little fucking kid. Um, and I think that just comes from doing some of that work. So it's processing through what is it and kind of taking an inventory of all the stuff that I had felt and gone through. And it was like a mess, you know, of like, well, this thing happened and it wasn't as specific. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think it's funny because it's almost like you want this Santa Claus list where you're like, these are the things, one single word for each and everything. It's not how it is. It's a fucking crazy mess to just get the shit out and mind dump and just shit all over the paper, basically. And I did that for a couple of weeks to like go through it. And it felt like I was tearing at something to like get in as crazy as it sounds. Uh, it's like Brussels sprouts, <laughs> like kind of peeling them back and going through it and then getting to the inside. And it took a couple of weeks to be able to separate myself from working and doing the things that I was doing to then kind of work through that stuff. So there I was in 2017 or so working through that. And then by 2020, I was still actively going through that stuff, making sure that I was getting back to it because I stepped away from that company 
ended up joining the company that I'm with now um, and loving it. And it was a different environment still within my wheelhouse of things. It pushed me, you know, stretched me all, checked off all those different boxes, but there's still shit that I needed to work through. And there was stuff that she and I needed to work through. So using those tools, I worked back through those. And some of those were like journaling. Like I'd kept a little notepad on me at times and like this tiny ass little pencil. It was more cute than useful. And it was pain in the ass having it in my, in my pockets. Like I don't really like having things in my pockets anyway. Like this phone's good enough, you know? Um, so that was a thing that I just kind of shelved to the side. But then I started to figure out like if I time block these things and just sit down and say like between X and X, I'm going to do that. Maybe that'll help. And I'm not one of those people where like 1030 at night, every fucking night I do these things because if I don't feel like doing it, I'm not going to do it right then and there. I just don't want to. Um, so I started to put like these little blocks of, all right, we'll do it within 15 minutes or like in a 15 minute block or something like that, making it so stupidly simple that I had to be able to do it. And that kind of filtered into the rest of the conversations with my then wife and work and just everything. Um, which all basically led up to where I'm at now. And with the coaching, uh, with the show, uh, with the new business, with all of this stuff. So it's interesting to see how that stuff works. And it honestly, it comes from the continuing work on ourselves. Like, I'm not here to say like, oh shit, look what I'm doing. Not a fucking all because I don't give a fuck. I mean, I'm doing the things that I care about because I'm being led to do those things but I don't give a fuck about the recognition of that because that's not what that shit's about anyway. So I, I do find it interesting. Like when I have people on my show where we get into what they do during the, during the morning or the evening or what have you. And, you know, being a good listener, I, I appreciate when I can hear within shit within them where they're like, Oh, but I know I need to work on this thing. And then they're able to kind of catch that within conversation. So I know you and I we're good at that too, where we're like, Oh yeah, yeah noted. All right, cool. Um, but I think if we kind of make it a game, you know, and I'll circle back to this, where if we make it a game and just allow ourselves to play that game, it kind of allows it to be fun. But that may just be the way that I look at it, you know, where I enjoy the, the games and the creativity of it. And some people need to shape it in the way that they need to look at it. But understand, look, it's all the same fucking box. You just may be able to look, and look from the back end and we're looking from the front. Man, I, I love how you said that. And I 100% agree. You know, I did the same thing. Because kind of like you were talking about it, and you were writing all these things in a couple of weeks, and you're figuring out, hey, what is it? And you're really tailoring it. For me, I felt like it is that way. But I'd say whenever I feel like life is going well, some shit happens. So like, and, and it's going to sound fucking terrible, but my life was feeling pretty good. And I was like, something bad's going to happen. Why? Because my life doesn't get that way. It just doesn't get fucking mm. really good. And it stays that way. It's never been like that. Right. Two friends die within three week time span. So it was one of those where it was like, I kind of knew something was going to happen. I just felt off, you know what I mean? And it was just mm. like, I love it. You know, I really appreciate life. Start texting everybody, but one of my friends died. And then three weeks, uh, two weeks later, another one offs himself, you know? So it was like, that was fucking tough for me. And I felt like throughout the journey it's always been these little things and that's why i appreciate it so much is like you may think that you healed something and then it's something else you got to heal you know yeah. or in my case it's like you suppress those things for so fucking long 
that like I don't think about it, you know, so I'm just desensitized. So when it came to my mom, I was just desensitized and don't really talk about it. But when it comes out to it, you know, that's still a touchy subject for me because it's like, bro, I tried and tried and tried. So I feel like a failure because I did everything I could and it still wasn't anything. And you can't get somebody to acknowledge shit and do it for themselves. They have to do it on their mm-hmm. own. So it was one of those yeah. for me where it's that or having conversations with my little brother and little sister. And they're telling me shit that mom's doing that she did to me. And I'm like, bro, she should never fucking be doing that. Like, so it's one of those deals, you know, where it's like all these things are coming up and I'm trying to be the best I can be. And I'd say that was what was the hardest for me um, was mm-hmm. everybody comes to me for advice. And, oh, I need this because I got it so put together that no one fucking asked me, you know, two people asked me, hey, what's really going on with you? And when I was going through my shit, no one understood. They're like, why are you suicidal? Why are you depressed? Why are you getting blacked out drunk? But no one really took the time to ask those fucking questions and not yeah. judge from it and be like, yo, you say you're put together, but really you're not. You're still angry. You're still that scared little boy and so forth, you know? So in your case, yeah. brother, um, if you're at square one right now, you're trying to build that momentum. You're trying to get your foot through the door, find those things that's going to allow you to recalibrate your mindset. What would you say to somebody who's there so they can be able to take that one actionable step and then be able to take those leaps? So I think the most important thing, again, is that awareness, being aware of what's actually happening and taking inventory of it. Because I think people, and I, I know I did this and I do it at different times where I will jump at something because you think that's the thing, that's the problem. That's the thing that you need to deal with and work through or whatever. And sometimes it just takes sitting down and thinking through a little deeper and asking the the question behind the question in a sense. There's a book that I read years ago called The Question Behind the Question, and it just stands out to me. Because if you go, well, why am I feeling this way because of this? Well, why do I feel that way? Often uh, I think of like a little kid, you know, I remember being a little kid and being like, but why, but why, but why, but why? But why? My mom would be like, you ask one, but why? I slap you right in the fucking mouth. I'm like, but, well, all right, see ya. Um, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. But doing that and getting deeper and being able to understand what's actually going on, your intuition will pop up. And your intuition ultimately is that one word answer. It's not going to give you bullshit. Like, But when you start with those things, like I mentioned a little earlier, going through is just kind of a mess because there's a big mind dump. For some people, they need to put it on notes. Some people, they need to write it out. Some people, they just need to talk through it, however you need to do it. But being able to actually go through and dump it all out and then minimize down to that list, as you ask those questions behind the questions, your intuition will tell you it's boom, it's this. And then, you know, that's the thing to be able to actually work on and work through. Uh, But it takes that awareness to be able to do that and then starting the inventory process. 100% agree, brother. And I feel like it's the same for me too, you know, is where I ran into a lot of those problems and even voicing my own opinion was difficult because I'm so scared of the punitive action from people or, Mm. you know, I'm like, man, if I say that this is going to happen and it's just like, bro, I don't really give a fuck anymore. Like I get sued, I get sued. All right. I get a good lawyer. Like there's nothing really I can. And at the same time, like, why the fuck am I going to lie to people when it's the shit I went through? And that's what molded me into be it. And at the same time, I'm talking about, oh, be the best version of yourself and talk about this shit. And I can't do it on my own. So I will Mm. get like that, you know, and and that's really me as a person. You know, this is I really want to dive to those things. And I hate that, that, you know, surface level conversation because it's like, bro, I don't really care. Like you're, you're cool about making money and you're cool about partying and shit. Well, you won't see me at the club. You won't see me 
at the bar, you know, and if I do, I'll get one drink, but I'm like, that's not for me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I want to be able to be uh, personal with you. And if it's me and you having a conversation, having a drink, and it's that occasion, like, bro, we're going to be jamming into everything. So you better be ready to shed a tear. You know, like, that's the type yeah. of person I've evolved into to where it's like, I actually care about who I put my time with, because I know it's very limited. So I really appreciate yeah. you brother, for coming on. Um, you're a great friend, human being. And I really, you know, enjoy our friendship, brother. Where can people find you if they want to keep up with your podcast? They want to hear more from you and really just unpack some of those layers with you. And I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. It is always awesome talking with you. And uh, we probably will stop recording and keep talking for a little, little bit. Then again, I hear daughter in the background, so maybe not. But so again, thank you for having me on the show, man. Always a pleasure. So for the people who want to check out the show, it's the mindset and self mastery show.com. Uh, you could go to Google and just type in the mindset and self mastery show and everything will pop up Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, all of that. I'd suggest going to the, the YouTube page because there are hundreds of videos that are up there, clips, full episodes, all the stuff that we get into. Uh, and if you're interested in connecting with me, just go to nickmcgowan.com. So it's N-I-C-K-M-C-G-O-W-A-N.com. So again, nickmcgowan.com or the mindset and self mastery show.com. And that's where you can connect with everything. Absolutely, brother. Well, I appreciate you. Um, I'm going to leave it with that cliffhanger we were talking about. So if anybody wants to hear more of me and Nick, chop it up and actually talk about business next time, that's mm-hmm. going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks for Alpha Influence Media Podcast. So we're looking out for that. Nick's going to be one of my first guests on there because he's a genius at what he does. But number two, he's a good friend. So I want to be able to have that first so people can be like, bro, you guys have the personal conversations. Now you have the business <laughs> conversation. So definitely tune do. in there. But I appreciate you for rocking with us. Thank you again, Nick. I've got my story, you got yours. I've dropped blood, sweat, and tears on the floor. Then looked the devil right in the eyes and told him I want more. When it's time to walk through hell's kitchen, I ain't afraid to lace my boots back up. Been there and back a couple times, but I made it through that stuff. I realized if you wanna win, you gotta recalibrate your mindset. Before there's no time left, the winner's paradigm. Paradigm, the winner's paradigm, bye, bye, mm-hmm. come and get you some.